from today's letter to the Corinthians. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond all measure. Because we look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. When Anne Louise Hayo died on October 22nd of last year, her departure was a little harder to quantify than it might have been in a regular church year. She always sat in the same pew, third from the front, on the right side as you face the altar, at the aisle end of the bench. It's my daughter's pew, she once told William and me, and I sit here in memory of her. I can't remember why that pew was particular to her deceased daughter. There's no commemorative plaque on it. But clearly it meant something to Anne Louise to sit there. But as I said, it hasn't been a normal year. We weren't here every Sunday. We weren't seeing anyone. And we were missing everyone. And so in a sense, Anne Louise slipped away quietly. This morning, for the first time since Sunday, March 15th, 2020, we gathered together inside this church at 8 a.m. to worship. And perhaps more viscerally than ever before, we felt Anne Louise's absence from her daughter's pew. And yet, she's not really gone. She is present with us. For what can be seen is temporary. But what cannot be seen is eternal. What was in her space this morning was a bouquet of white roses. A parishioner approached me a few Sundays ago to ask if we could, for our first worship service, place them there in her stead, then process into the memorial garden and lay them at her gravesite. Anne Louise was kind to this gentleman when he first came to St. Luke's, and he never forgot it. And it meant a lot to him to see her there every single week, faithfully attending worship. I don't think she was ever territorial about that pew, though I will say she was always the first person to arrive each Sunday, maybe just in case to avoid any conflict if someone else sat there. Who knows? Many of us are excited about coming back into the church once more. And well, we should be. We've missed it. For these last 15 months, we didn't know when we'd be able to sit in this sanctuary again. But allow me to suggest that you never really left the church at all. You brought it with you, kept it in your heart all these months. When Anne Louise was dying in home hospice care, many of you rallied to her side, sending cards and emails and flowers, letting her know in so many ways that she was loved and would be missed. That was church. 
Her daughter, Sarah, relayed a message from Anne Louise 10 days before she died that read, I have received a great outpouring of support. The messages of love go to my heart. The messages of prayer go to my soul and lead me to God. What more could I want? Even as she lay in bed at home dying, Anne Louise was in her pew, surrounded by her community. We look not at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. That's what Jesus is trying to get across in today's gospel reading when he proclaims, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. What home is, what family is, who our ancestors and descendants are becomes much more fluid and all-encompassing when we love through the eyes of our faith when we live in a community long enough to call it home. The faithfulness of Grady Jeter, who brought the roses that sat in her pew this morning, his faithfulness is in part descended from the faithfulness of Anne Louise Hyatt, who received hers from others. And family looks different, and home is much more portable when we see the world from God's perspective of arms wide open welcome and love. These labels of brother, sister, mother become applicable to far more people than our blood relatives because we have been loved and nurtured in this place and in other places by those who took us in and called us family. My message to you this morning, though paradoxical, is not contradictory. Place is important, but place is also portable. A couple stopped by St. Luke's last Saturday afternoon coming all the way from Brentwood past Walnut Creek because it was their 22nd wedding anniversary and they wanted to be in the space where they'd been married. Now there was no guarantee that the church would be open but they braved the terrible traffic on 17 anyway. And when Colin Whitby Strevens let them in, their memories came flooding back. They FaceTimed some friends and showed them the church. Guess where we are? Whoever was on the other line knew it right away. The couple recounted to us how either the priest or the organist refused to play Here Comes the Bride for her processional music. And so Colin, though I didn't see this, but only heard it from downstairs, kindly played it for them on the organ last Saturday. I believe she processed down the aisle to it, finally, 22 years later. My point is, place matters. We imprint our best days and our worst onto locations and buildings where we've experienced them. Churches are where we get baptized, married, and buried. They're where we learned our faith, came to love Jesus, and passed it on 
to our children. St. Luke's is where we've brought our longings and sorrows, prayers and joys, and placed them at God's altar. So of course we've been eager to get back inside. Yet church has been happening for over 14 months now, in our courtyard, on Zoom, and on Facebook Live, in some ways more deeply than before. We've learned church history at Father Bill's feet on Teaching Tuesdays. We've delved more deeply into the Gospel of Mark than perhaps even Mark himself on Bible Study Thursdays. Our Wednesday Holy Happy Hour group bonded so much on Zoom that the first chance we got after everyone was vaccinated, we had a dinner party hosted by one of our newer St. Luke's members at her home somewhere up in those mountains of Los Gatos. And though you may tire of hearing this, I will never tire of saying it. You have become better at praying for one another and at asking for prayers for yourself and your loved ones than you ever were pre-COVID, like by a thousand percent. Typing them into the comments section during an online service, be it Sunday worship or morning prayer, and following up with each other in ways that might not have happened before. I am humbled and amazed at this, at your perseverance. When I tell this to you, and, and maybe even as I'm saying this right now, I sometimes get the sense that you don't think that's such a big deal. Well, it is. Many of you weren't doing this before. Technology has unexpectedly allowed us to be more vulnerable with each other, to care more openly than before. In all these examples, place is not what mattered in fostering community. We carried our church home in our hearts. So we do not lose heart. Even though our outer nature was wasting away, our inner nature was being renewed day by day. Chima and Jaka, a regular parishioner here before my time, died last month at 57 years old while paddleboarding in Hawaii. His family wrote to ask if I would give a memorial service for him two weeks ago. It was held at the Los Gatos History Club, but it was otherwise a, a straight-up Episcopal liturgy. Though it had been years since he attended church, his sister told me that he loved St. Luke's and that she would always cherish the times he brought her to Christmas Eve Midnight Mass here. Some family members at the memorial service weren't particularly religious, but it meant the world to them to hear those prayers offered on his behalf. And some of you do remember him, his sweetness and courtesy, his quiet attentiveness, his way of making you feel special when you spoke with him. This place mattered to Chima and left a deep enough impression that his entire family felt it. The service wasn't held here at all. But those folding chairs on that back patio at the History Club, upon which 75 guests sat, 
became pews. Church made portable by love and remembrance. I could go on and on. I already have. John and Cindy DeSantis also faded away quietly this past year. Beloved parishioners who moved to New Hampshire last summer and to whom we didn't get to say goodbye. But their son, Evan, is buried in our memorial garden. And that was originally why Cindy started tending to our grounds, planting flowers and keeping things tidy for him, which then became for us. You can easily find his stone marker out there. It's the one with stones and sometimes toys and sometimes flowers on it. He died at age 19, 17 years ago. Yet his high school friends still stop by to be with him. Place matters. Now we have a new garden club sparked by a newer parishioner's interest that will carry on loving this place and tending to it. Cindy is their ancestor in this endeavor. And Evan is part of their story now, in a way. I cannot tell you how ecstatic the AA group folks are now that they can finally meet once more in our buildings and courtyard come June 15th. Some of those groups have been here for decades and have missed it terribly. I remember a few of them telling me when I first started here that this was their second home, and sometimes even more a home than anywhere else in their lives. That old parish hall, cherished by hundreds of men and women in recovery over the years. Place matters. And I would argue that it's not so much last year's new paint job in that parish hall that makes this space more beautiful, but it's the words that have been spoken in those rooms of comfort, despair, and affection that now make those walls shine. The beauty of the grounds, the dignified look of our church, those things attract the eye. But it is God's presence here, along with the love we have shared and felt in this place that imbue this patch of Los Gatos and make it sacred. What is your story here? What has been your story? What will be your contribution? Who are your ancestors in faith that you bring to this place and who will your descendants be? As we begin to repopulate our campus once more, my exhortation to you is, come home. Even though you took home with you and had it all along, come home. We will be together again, even as we already are and always have been. Come to church. Make your mark here. You've missed being here. You can't wait to see it again. So don't show up only once a month or less 
or only when you're scheduled to serve. We need you back. You're our family, and we miss seeing you. Thanks to last week's cleanup crew, the space is looking spiffier than ever. And St. Luke's is on the verge of wonderful things, of rebirth, together once more, in celebration, in prayer, and in rededication to helping others. Don't miss out. This is not just one of many options for you on a Sunday. This is the house of God. And God is calling you home. So do not lose heart. Your inner nature is being renewed day by day. For this slight momentary affliction has prepared us for new life beyond all measure. Because we have seen what cannot be seen and have sensed the eternal in this place. Anne Louise, Evan, Chima, Grady, your AA brothers and sisters, and I all miss being with you in our community of faith, side by side, giving thanks and praise to God in word and deed. So we'll see you in church.